Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Nobody's Podcast. Annie's mom, Lori, or Mama Wilk here. And I'm Bryce's mom, Jane. After 150 episodes, the Nobodies have decided to throw in the proverbial towel. They've had a lot of fun over these last three years, praising Peloton and debating over Taylor Swift, among other things. But all good things must come to an end. We're sure going to miss the hilarious weekly banter between Annie and Bryce. And maybe even some of Bryce's silly segments from the nobody's nose around to Annie's approval to my favorite, the ridiculous Florida man segments. Those always made me laugh. It's been such a pleasure. Really so much fun listening to these two good friends talk about nonsense week in and week out. We're pretty darn proud of them. We really are. So for one last time, sit back, relax, and enjoy the final episode of the Nobody's Podcast. Hey guys, I'm Annie. And I'm Bryce. And we are the Nobodies, experts on nothing. With opinions on everything. Hey guys, welcome back to another and final episode of The Nobodies. Oh my God, it's our last episode, Annie. (sighs) Can you believe it? No, I can't. It's so crazy. I don't think it's hit me yet. Like it's not, I don't think it's going to hit me for a little while. And you know, that's going to be, it's going to be weird because we're going to get, I feel like it'll be after the holidays and stuff and I'll be getting back into the swing of things and like, oh shit, I got to record. Oh, no, I don't. (laughs) I think that I don't think it's hit me in the sense of like, oh, we're just never going to do this again. But it has hit me that we're not going to be recording anymore because I forget that we have to we've had to record these last (laughs) year. That's so true. That is really true. I I agree with you. I think that I think that'll be interesting. But wasn't that nice of our moms to read what I wrote for them? That was so nice. When you sent over the copy, I was dying. I, was <laughs> I like, knew you would. Really writing to like he's writing a script for them to talk about how proud of us they are. <laughs> I mean, oh. would they say anything different though? Like, was it not right no. on target? Like, it was. I don't think that my mom's first like choice of sentence would be they're throwing in the proverbial towel. Really, I thought that that but sounded she like her. it off so well. I felt like that's it. That. Actually, it's funny because when I was listening to it, I texted you when I when you sent it to me, and I was like, okay, that did actually kind of like make me emotional. I've been really emotional the last couple days in general, but like, okay, good. I hope it's not because of this. <laughs> no, but it is kind of, it's the end of an era. It is. It's an end of an era. Yeah. That an era is a significant period of time. It was significant for me. Maybe it wasn't significant for you. Well, and no, it was. I mean, I, I was I getting, I'm, I'm quoting friends. No, I know you are, but oh. I'm also taking it like, when I, because right now, like I'm processing all of this, like right in this moment. Yes. And like, I have such documentation of my pregnancy and. Oh my you know, God, like, Annie. Like so many, my life changed so dramatically from the time that we started this podcast to now. Yes. And all of it's documented. And I oh think that God. that is so cool. 
I, 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 to- I mean, especially for you, but I didn't even, you know, I mean, we've kind of talked about that, but I didn't even think about that really. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially, you know, blue and, you know, just, uh, I don't know, everything like, yeah, like it's just, it's really invaluable to have those things. Annie, I, so there's a few things that we need to get, you know, to finish off. We, there's a few things that we just have to cover. Like, okay, first of all, before we get to story of the week, I want to know, did you ever get your Instagram back? No. Still not. I mean, there's still not, there's no progress there. Like you just are, it's just gone. It's just gone. What the hell? Like, is, I will you- say like, it's been really nice. Yeah. Like I have a separate account that I use just like follow people that I know and right. care about. Right. But it's been nice to kind of like cleanse myself of all of the other shit that's right. on Instagram. I have right. no idea what's going on in the world. That's great. And so it is kind of a nice little bubble and I spend way less time on it, which is good. <laughs> that's great. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. That's that's got to be that that's so nice. Um Annie, all right. So as a parting gift, oh god, from the podcast, I got us on the short list for the opportunity to buy Taylor Swift tickets the second time around. Will you go with me? Absolutely not. Annie, if I bought the tickets and did everything to do it, you still would not go. No. This Are you some, serious? Are you asking some... me like genuinely to go to a Taylor Swift concert? Yes, yes. And we could we could we could we could fire up the live and just see all of the uh, of your it's your shining face at the Taylor Swift concert. Not in a million <laughs> years or galaxies. <laughs> Okay, well, I have to shout out Kayla Thompson who gave me that idea. She's the one that told me to do that. That's she said, she said, please get, please get Annie, please get you guys tickets to Taylor Swift, force Annie to go, and then document the entire thing. She's like, it's content gold, content gold. And I was like, that is a brilliant idea. That is hilarious. And Kayla would come up with that idea. And she found out that we were ending it and then followed up and said, I still think you need to do <laughs> Oh God, lover! I know, I know. Well, I, okay. Well, the offer stands. That that is my rap gift to you. I. That is like honestly the rudest thing you've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it before we ended. Um, okay, so Annie, what is your final story of the week? I mean, I hope that I, I hope that it's something that we've. I'm trying to project it. I think I know what it is. I'd hope I know what it is, but. Um, well, honestly, like in true nobody fashion, I forgot we did this second. Yeah. So why don't you tell me what it's supposed to be? I was going to ask, well, I don't know if this would be your story of the week, but I was going to ask you about the Rams game and, you know, Baker being, yes. Baker being, um, being released from the Panthers, tr- uh, picked up by the, by the, by the Rams. And that was a, one of the other things I was going to say is, when we started this, you know, I mean, even in your whole, even in your family, you know, like people, you know, people, Emily has moved like three times, you know, they, they switch Baker switch teams. Like it's, it's crazy. The amount of time, granted, they're not like in our podcast, but like, you know, it's yeah. like, it's, it's crazy that there has been so much turnover that we've covered a lot of that stuff here. You know, yeah, I mean, we have life that we have documented Right. On this podcast. Well, and just a lot of content and a lot of, sorry, and just a lot of content for us 
for us both because, you know, we went, you know, we documented going to Browns games together. We went to Cleveland, you know, we, we were doing a lot of that kind of stuff. And, you know, now they're in LA all of a sudden, and it's like, it's crazy. It's amazing. I mean, it's, it's just the way of, you're right. It's just the way of life. And I never thought about that. So I just had to add that in there. Yeah, no, I love that. And that is my story of the week. Okay. So start, so tell us, tell us whatever you want to share, but tell us all about that. So basically like M and bake have ended up in LA for the last five weeks of the season and I'm ecstatic. Yes. And granted I'll be gone for a little bit for Christmas, but it's just all feels right in the world when all of us are together. Yes. For sure. I think it's so great that you guys are, that you're able to at least have this, even, even a limited amount of time. Like we don't know where he's going to go next year. So it's, it's, it's great to just have it to take and keep the time that you have precious, but you guys all went to the game and including blue. Yeah. And so what was, I mean, and the game was absolutely insane. Like it was absolutely incredible. I told you this. Go ahead. And electric. And when I tell you my child is a lunatic in the best way, he's at, and I've talked about this before, but like he's at such a fun stage where like he's starting to get stuff. And like when the music was on in the stadium, he was dancing. And when, you know, like when people would cheer, he would clap. And he was like, had no idea what's going on in the game, but he's like watching the game. And he's reacting to the environment. And it was just, that was like, aside from how incredible the game was and how excited I am for Bake, like, it was such a joy just watching Blue at this game. Oh, my God, I bet. Like, that would be so fun because he's now, you know, I mean, I know that he went to the he went to the Panthers opener game and I know that he, you know, was on the field, obviously at the Browns, at the Browns last year, but you know, it's, it's gotta be like, he's changed so much. I'm sure it's so much fun to just see that evolution of like him really like starting to understand it more. And each time he does it, you know, I mean, it's just obviously going to be different when when they're growing like that. This is going to make me sound like an asshole. Um, (laughs) So he was never blue was too young. He was never in Cleveland. Oh, he he wasn't. No, it was this year when he was on the field because he was born last November. So he yes, was- oh, he was at he was Correct. in Oklahoma. Oh yes, so he was. That's yeah. right. Okay, I was thinking that was Cleveland. Sorry. So no, that's okay. So he went to two Panthers games, and he did for the for the season opener. He went down on the field with Antm and saw yeah. Uncle Bake and did all that. He was like nine months old at that point. Um, and then he, we went again over the Thanksgiving weekend game, and. This is the asshole part. Both of those games, we were in a sweep. <laughs> so the experience in a sweep is just different than the experience in the stands. Yes. And for the LA game, we were in the stands. And I think that's why he was so reactive and so excited about everything. Like, he was entertaining our entire section. That's amazing. He was standing like on my lap or whoever's lap. He was standing on it and looking backwards at the people behind us. And he was like interacting with them. He was clapping. He was making faces. There was a little like five-year-old girl sitting behind us and he was flirting with her the whole time. That's so cute. So yeah, it's just, it's, I was texting with one of my friends who is days away from giving birth. Um, Well, she's a friend of the podcast actually. Yeah. Carly. 
Um, yes, yes, Carly. I was texting with her and I was like, I, this is another thing I got emotional about. I like got emotional texting with her about how excited I am for her because being a mom is just like the best, coolest thing you like ever. Like I can't yeah. even put into words how awesome it is and so it's those and it's not even like the major things but like when you do major things like that like take him to this epic rams game like those mm -hmm. are things we'll never forget so yeah and also he has started to say when i say i love you he has started to say like sounds in that cadence so like i'll go Mwah, i love you and he'll like give me a kiss at that point and i'll say i love you after and he'll go ah <laughs> like and so it's just like that he's just starting to communicate in his own little way. And it's like the best. Oh, that's so awesome. I know it's a, that reminded me when you said that you, when you said the first two times you were in a suite reminded me of when that time that you flew private and then you got on a Southwest flight and like the seaboarding <laughs> and you're like, talk about, talk a about a come down. Yeah. Talk about a fall from grace. That was in one day. I took it was literally one day, Annie. <laughs> private plane and two hours later i got on fucking middle seat on southwest <laughs> <laughs> talk about humbling jesus christ that is incredible <laughs> talk about just heaven to hell in a matter of hours <laughs> uh, <laughs> well i will say i think that the game was and i'm sure like i feel like the whole world saw that game yeah for baker and emily and i just i'm so happy for them and i i'm telling you i even told your mom i texted your mom this i told you i was like i got a little i like choked up at the end just because oh i got teary yeah i mean i, I but you said nobody saw which i was very on brand for annie uh <laughs> But I just, I just had, it was just, it kind of like was a, just a wave of emotion. I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like for your family, but just being able to kind of see, you know, how hard somebody works for something like that. And then, you know, kind of that it, that it pays off in a way that is just an incredible, incredible. And I just, I think that I was just really, really happy for, for you guys and your whole yeah. family and Baker and everything. Well, I mean, so. it's nothing for us. It's nice to see, like, to your point. He works his tail off. He loves the game of football and he gives it everything. Mm -hmm. And he's not always appreciated for that. And so right. it's so nice to just have people understand who he is. Exactly. And I think that that's the biggest thing. It's not, you know, to say, I mean, it's really just to say that, you know, I feel like, especially even with the announcers, like I was listening, I was obviously watching it on TV, but you know, listening to the announcers say like, okay, this guy came here 48 hours ago. Yeah. Like he has the place he's, you know, I mean, there's just, it, it's like, there is not, not a people. There are just certain people of caliber of person that cannot do that. I could not do that. I would not be able to do that. There are certain people that just can't. And I think that it just proves that he's finally getting at least some recognition of like, yeah. okay, yeah, I'm, you know, so anyway, yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. I just really liked that. And, but I'm, and I'm so glad you guys got to go to the game. That was so awesome. I texted you like, not that I didn't think that you would be at the game, but I was, when you, when you literally, it was like, I texted you. I was like, look at that. And like, here we go. Or something like when he, when Baker went in and you know, you texted me a photo of you, Emily and blue in the, in the stands. I'm like, Oh my God. Like that's just, it was just really cool. Cause I just, yeah. Again, like I said, I not that I didn't think you'd be there, but I was like, oh damn, okay, everybody did go. Did get there late, so um, I'm just so glad we caught the second half. 
Yes, yes. Um, well, so as you can see, sadly, I am back from my ski chalet. My story of the week has to deal with this. It's very, very upsetting. Um, but I did want to tell you, I did want to update you on a few things. Obviously, I did my first real Instagram reel ever, which, you know, was a big undertaking, a lot harder than I had imagined, number okay. one. Um, but I did want to tell you, so, you know, as I said in the last episode that I hadn't done anything stupid <clears throat> yet. Well, that would be short-lived. Yes, yet. The yet was the optimum word. Um, so, I mean, it's not really that stupid, but I had, I, I really, I'd spent I'm, most- I'll be judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair, fair, fair. I um, did, so- <clears throat> How do I how do I phrase this? I would I actually got a very had a very good relationship with skiing this time because I think in college I had started to, you know, start drinking and that, you know, I would drink on the mountain and I would drink on the lift and then I would be, you know, it was kind of a, a, a drinking fest. And I I remember the first day that I started skiing, I was in my I had my jacket. And I'm like, why does my jacket feel so light? Like I just I feel like I'm forgetting something or what am I, you know, do I have my, you know, my ear earmuffs or <laughs> Oh, no, not, not earmuffs, but like you have my gloves, you have everything. And I'm like, oh, it's because I don't have six like hard seltzers in my jacket that I could drink on the lift because it's 9 a.m. on a Tuesday. So, so I really got, I, I got back to my relationship with ski, like a sobriety and skiing, um, which was great because I would use it as a workout and I would go for about, you know, six to eight runs every day and use it as something like that. And then just call it a day and be like, all right, piss off leaving. So, so, um, the, so the last day of my skiing was on Saturday and, um, Jack, my brother, Jack was in town and I was with my, my other friends, Drew, my friend, Drew, he lives up there. And, um, you know, it was the first time that I had beers on the mountain. Like really, I mean, we were not in, like, I didn't, I didn't really drink on the lift, but I, we had gone in, like we had skied in the morning, gone in for, you know, an opera, like a, for lunch. And so I was eating and I had a couple of beers, light beers, like not whatever. So we're like, okay, let's go back out. So I had two beers and I'm walking, like I'm walking out now of the, of the restaurant. And I, for one reason or another, fall down, completely fall, like eat shit and like fall completely on my face, like going down two two stairs. There were two stairs going down to the bottom and I fell and everybody saw me. My glass, my, uh, my, um, uh, my goggles broke. Like, they, they, I mean, they didn't break permanently, but they like, the thing flew off and out into the ether. Like I swear, I thought it was on the grill at one point and um, just felt really stupid, really, really stupid. And- <laughs> some guy, some like old man, like, I mean, this guy was like, had to be our dad's age. He came up and was like, here, let me help you up. Oh. <laughs> I fought so hard. And I was like laughing and the guy and the, and the, the maitre d' or whatever, I guess the host was like, next time use the railing. I'm like, okay, thanks for telling me now. But I skinned my knee and um, so that was pretty embarrassing. And everyone was like, what happened to you? But it, there was like a, that collective thing like you hear in movies where it was like, whoa. Yeah. 
Like it caused a commotion. Yes. So I was telling, this is so stupid. I was telling my sister Ellie this and she thought that that could have been the start of my holiday movie. She's like, too bad that wasn't a feisty girl that was like, that it didn't help you up. Uh, well, <laughs> it could have been your, could have been your meat cute. She's like, what are they? Or it could have been his dad. And then she and then she even went as far as to say, maybe it's not even a heterosexual love story, Bryce. I mean, you know, you could just you could fall in love with a 65-year-old man. You know, you never know. But, I mean, why limit yourself, you know? I mean, I still like the idea that maybe the, her, the woman or man's dad helps you up <laughs> and is just so taken by your clumsiness. <laughs> thinks that it's charming and he wants to introduce you to a son or daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, how stupid that was, that was, well, that I'm was pretty funny. I'm glad you got out of there with just a scrape me. Yeah, it was just, <clears throat> I agree. I agree. But it was just funny that I was like, okay, this is like totally, you know, ridiculous of course this would happen like it was the last day of course i couldn't just you know this is the only time i ever drank on the mountain basically like it was just great um so that's my story of the week all right now it's time for the final installment of peloton in 60 seconds the segment in which i start a timer on my phone and we talk all things peloton for just one minute oh my gosh i can't believe we're gonna do this um all right annie are you ready Believe we're gonna do this we do this every time <laughs> i know but i'm just saying it's gonna be the last time that's true all right are you ready ready Set. go okay so i had i just i first of all i haven't been on a bike for three weeks so i just got on it like recently took a kendall tool ride 45 minutes i wanted to die um she's still my favorite what's going on with you um I you're doing a challenge I'm doing a challenge, 15 rides, 15 strength, 15 stretch for the month of December. I'm at 10, 8, and 6 for that. You're going to kill it, aren't you? Yeah, I should pretty easily bypass it. But um, Jess King is still my queen. Yes. Oh, and oh, I, oh, but I did tell you the other day that you would love this, that it that Allie Love took a, is a, a host or does a Taylor Swift ride. 30 minute yeah. terrorist ride and you told me to call the police yeah. <laughs> that's my new favorite thing to say call the police it's so funny and it's so perfect but it is like that has to be your version of hell like somewhere it in, like some in a different an alternate universe annie is riding that ride in hell truly i mean this has been the final peloton in 60 seconds this episode of the nobodies is brought to you by emilyroggenberg.com why didn't you use the sexy voice? Uh, you mean your psychopath voice? It was my psychopath voice? I definitely thought it was my sexy voice. Well, it's not, and it's appalling. But you know what's not appalling is apparel, specifically from emilyroggenberg.com. Ain't that the truth? Her hometown apparel that represents Cleveland, New York, and Los Angeles are so tight. Oh my god, we've talked about your use of the word type. All right, well, I think her products are awesome. Okay, well, that I completely agree with. Emily Roggenberg's clothing is top of the line with unique designs and beautiful neutrals that you can wear for any occasion. You truly can wear them anywhere. The bar, the coffee shop, trips to get burritos. Trips to get burritos? Okay, whatever. Um, but yes, right now you can save 20% off your purchase when you order on emilyroggenberg.com. That's right. 20% off at emilyroggenberg.com, promo code NOBODY. 
Guys, I promise you will not be disappointed. And now back to the show. What are some of your favorite things that we did on the podcast? If there's just a couple of things, it doesn't, we don't have to go into this very long. I just kind of wanted to reflect a little bit. I, I didn't know if you had any, if you had any like special moments or things that you really, really liked or enjoyed um, that, that stick out to you about this. Aside from what we'd already talked about, you know, obviously, you know, we have a lot of content and thing, a lot of life lived and stuff, but was there anything in particular that you really liked? My favorite moments were just when, like, you and I would get the giggles about something so fucking stupid. And I will say, like, it was sometimes both of us were like, shit, we have to record. Yeah. And it didn't always come at the most ideal time. It wasn't always, like, going into the episode, I would be, like, grumpy. But I always felt good after we got done recording. Yes. Uh, And so that's my, that was always my favorite part is just, like, laughing about the dumbest shit. I know. I think that was so, I, I I think that was so much fun again. I mean, I stand by, we've talked about this, but I stand by the fact that, <laughs> that count, let me count you in. That has to be our shining conversation. I don't even think that's on an episode either. Like that's just no, I think so good. I watched that video, our blooper reel video. Yes. The bloopers were so good. And I sent it to you and I just like, it's those things where I'm just like, oh my God, like this is so good. And I do have moments like when I so rarely listen to our episode, <laughs> I do have moments because I, for, I, I'm genuinely telling, like when I say I forget what I say, yeah. in episodes, like I'm for real about that. And I'll be listening to an episode while I'm doing the dishes and all my other podcasts are over. And I'm just like, God, we're actually really funny. <laughs> It's so true. I just liked, I really like, I mean, this is more of a general note, but I really liked that we were able to like, you know, we, we, we kind of ran the gamut. I mean, we like, what's amazing is that we did everything like in terms of, you know, we pre-recorded episodes, we record like the day before that we would release, you know, we would record weeks before we would release the episode. And, you know, also funny that I have to say this is last week, Annie, I don't know. I think that you obviously know this, but the last week when we didn't release an episode before this, before this episode was the first time that we had done that, that we had not scheduled an episode. Like we had taken breaks. Obviously we had taken hiatuses. There were weeks that we didn't record. We had, but we had scheduled those. We knew that we weren't going to do that from us. From from our perspective, I can't think of a single time that neither of us, if we were supposed to record, we fucking recorded. Like yeah. there was no question about us not recording. And yeah. that's a huge testament. Like that's amazing. Honestly, yeah. that is our biggest accomplishment. That is so incredible. You, you started that though. You were like, we have to record every week. Like there's no point to this if we don't, if we aren't consistent. And like that just stuck with us the entire run of this podcast, which yeah. I think is, is really, truly, I mean, a huge pat on the back because there are, I mean, I work in talk shows. This happens all the time. I mean, granted, they always get delivered, but like we have to pivot. They have to move. They don't record. They're like, Oh, somebody gets sick. There's things that happen like all the time. Granted. I mean, people are, people are usually a little bit more famous and have a little bit more <laughs> going on, but like, I'm just saying that it's like, that just is, it's, it's a rare fact that you, that we, that we were able to be so structured and loyal, like not neither of those words are right, but you know what I'm trying to say. So consistent. Consistent. Yeah. It was kind of a commitment 
not just to the listeners, but to each other too. It yeah. was like, like, even if we're not in the mood, we're going to do this and we're going to, and that's why I say like, even on those days when we just did not feel like recording, yeah, we still laughed and hang up or not hang up, but like stop recording. And I would be like, okay, I'm so glad we did that. Like it was yeah. a very creative outlet for us. Yes, for sure. And I also think that that's, I, I think my favorite episodes are the ones where we were able to kind of almost, I mean, I think all of our episodes were good and in, in like there's something good in every single one of them. But I, I do, I did like the ones, maybe, maybe it's a selfish perspective, but I liked the ones where we were able to, you know, we, we did record like the day before we were going to do, and we were talking about something that was like, right. That has just happened. And it feels like you're in, you're in, you're part of a conversation yeah. as opposed to just like kind of talking like, yes, our guests were incredible. I think we, we didn't have a single pooper guest. And I just, but I also feel like there were, there were times where, you know, and then even the holiday episodes, I feel like I always loved our Halloween episodes. Those were all, because I love Halloween, but those were always yeah. seemingly so stupid. And well, yeah. my favorite were just the ones that we could kind of like go off the rails a little bit. Yes. And it was usually talking about like current events. Yeah. And yeah, I agree with you. I, think I just think there's, I think there's some value to that because it feels almost like not like a late night show that's really inflating us, but like, you know, that's what late night shows would do when they're, when they're live or like, you know, when, when shows are live and they can talk about things in real time and you kind of feel like you're part of this conversation. And then I remember, I just feel like we, I got, I would get comments from people about that. Like, oh, wow, that was really funny of what you said, or I can't believe it. I didn't even know that this was happening. And like, you guys were, yeah. you know, we were informing them, which is like, who are we as an informative source? Like, that's, that's absolutely insane. The problem with the world. Real, real issue with the world. But I do, I, I just wanted to highlight a couple of those things because I do feel like, and I think I always go back. I think that, you know, even having our moms, you know, introduce this, you know, that was such a great episode like that. I just, I love that episode. That's definitely like one of, one of the top episodes of in my, or though there were two episodes cause we recorded so long. And I think that's just a testament of it, but I just love that they were our first guests you know, they, we just had such a good time. We were all together, you yeah. know, having drinks in our base, in my base, my parents' basement. Like it just was a really, I don't know. I just, there was something, there's something about that experience that I just will never, ever forget. And yeah. I think that it was just, you know, I mean, when is winner, you know, it seems like rare that we actually get to have like a conversation, you know, with our parents like that too, you know, even just our moms. So yeah. And just the dynamic of like our relationship being like a product of their relationship. It's just, it's a really cool, I just, I, I think that's something that is, is really, it, it was just a really, really cool experience. And I'm so glad that we got to do that. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. Well, in other news, Annie will love there again, like there's certain things that we just have to talk about. Um, and when I say Annie will love it, you know that I mean. I hate it. Yep. So the teaser trailer for Scream 6 came out. I feel like the universe knew that we were ending the episode, <laughs> ending the podcast, and it, they had to just throw it in. They had to like throw a curveball. The universe had to drop this the teaser trailer for Scream 6, the sixth installment of the slasher franchise. Um, I <laughs> sent this to Annie yesterday because... Some, so one of the actors, I, it's not like it's, it's, it's a newer, it's a more up and coming actress tweeted um, the trailer and said, welcome to New York with the date of the, because they, the, so the scream, this new scream movie is set in New York city. 
Um, and <laughs> the Scream movie, the Scream like Twitter account, like retweeted and put put um, it's been waiting for you and with like a bunch of knives. And, <laughs> and those are Taylor Swift lyrics. So Annie, so we got the Scream 6 trailer with Taylor Swift lyrics. Annie was in heaven. You were just over the moon. You were over the moon in love, I weren't you? I feel like I said that like this, was, you said this is like your nightmare on the internet or something. And I said, this is the worst thing on the planet or something. <laughs> yeah, you were like, I said, I said it was like, this is the worst thing you can see on the internet. And you said, this is the worst thing I can see on the planet. <laughs> yeah, like what is, I mean, between that and like the alley love Taylor Swift ride, like I honestly don't know what's worse. <laughs> it's too good. I mean, seriously, I, it was, well, I will tell you, I know that you don't care, but I will tell you that the, the tagline this time is New York, new rules, which I thoroughly, I like about a billion times better than the first tagline that I had such an issue with, which you continue to bring up that I had an issue with. So, I've never seen anyone <laughs> an issue with something that has absolutely zero effect on their life. <laughs> I mean, it was actually, and I mean, talked about, you brought it up so often that I was literally like, I feel like I maybe need to intervene here. Like, is that a one fifty situation? <laughs> it was so bad. I was so furious about it. I, but, I like, we need to get you some more hobbies. I know for real. We, I, it was. This I think I I will say I think this movie has has a lot of potential. Although I I am upset that Nev Campbell, who is the franchise star, is not going to be in it because of a pay disparity, and they wouldn't pay her, which is good for her. And I'm very happy that she stuck to her guns and didn't just like come and do something that she wasn't into or wasn't being paid for. Um, but I do think that this movie, aside from that, I do think this movie does have potential to be much to be really good um but corny cox is still in it and she's i think has a bigger media role and so that should be that's also great really quick yeah do you think for the num for listeners that give a flying f about scream do you think the over under two <laughs> It may just be me. So that's what I'm, I'm just, I love how much time an entire episode was dedicated to this. <laughs> hey, Scream is a big deal. Like that's a big franchise. Okay. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> we did have, yes, we did have expert Ryan C. Showers on it. Who has a, who has a podcast dedicated to Scream. Maybe I should just go join his podcast now. There you Oh my God. What a brilliant idea. There was such an easy way out a year ago. <laughs> How did you not take that? How did you not think of that? I mean, seriously. So I would have had other situations happening. <laughs> That's so true. But I will say, Annie, I'll also buy us tickets for that as a wrap gift. So you can oh, go. God. No, thank you. <laughs> All the things you don't want. Oh my god! I'm like crying. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, uh, but yes, I, I'm, I'm very excited 
I'm very excited about this movie. The test, the test audiences say it's say it's good, so we'll see. But like I said, Courtney Cox is in it, so go and support her if you're not going to do any of anything else. And speaking of her, Jennifer Aniston had a star-studded holiday party and must have lost our invitation in the mail. How do you how do you feel about this, Annie? I that would be such a fun party. I mean, can you, could we like go to that? Is that, like, could I, I mean, maybe you could. I was going to say, I feel like I would maybe go and fit in. Okay. Like <laughs> there. <laughs> I think you, I think, but I do feel like you being there as a buffer for me, I think I wouldn't be able to go. I, you, I, you would have to come with me to that. You'd have to like, there'd be no question. It would have to be, you'd have to come with me to that party if I were somehow invited because well, just to, as a buffer, just to act as a buffer, not only would you have fun, but just to act as a buffer for me. So you could be like, get it a grip. The frustrating thing. I mean, yes, I fully agree. I'd have to be there to tell you to get a grip. The frustrating <laughs> thing to me is just like based off of the degrees of separation in order for me to get to that party, I would need you. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's true, but. Because you have, your degrees of separation are much smaller than mine. Okay. Fair. So it would be much more likely, although very unlikely still. <laughs> it would be much more likely for you to get invited than me. Yes. But I think that this is going to be harsh. I think they would like me more. <laughs> No question. <laughs> there were so many people there, though. I mean, like, I know not only not only are the fr were the friends girls, but like, of course, like Bateman, and I'm sure, I'm sure, all the smartless guys. Maybe not. I guess they could be out of town. But Jason Bateman, Bradley Cooper, Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, what a star-studded event. They called. It, they said it was somebody. The source, page six, of course. I mean, I could not put not do an article from page six on our last episode, but like page six basically said that it was. Let me just tell you who was all there. Um, oh, Sandra Bullock. Yes, Sandra Bullock, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, David Spade, Toby McGuire, Ted Sarandos, who's the CEO of Netflix. Um. John Hamm, Reese, Reese Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Yes. Like, what the fuck? Well, the fact that they're, like, all genuinely good friends is the best. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. They call themselves the old guard of Hollywood, which, like, they're not that old, but... Um, but been in the business for so long. Well, I mean, they have, um, they have a massive amount of influence, especially yeah. now. I don't understand. I think that they're kind of... They are sort of... every All those people are sort of the last of the movie stars. Well, and they're all still so relevant. That's what I mean. It's like incredible that they're so relevant. Yeah. And they're still like, so, you know, I mean, they, they're, they're financial circle. I mean, like the amount of money in that house. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, again, we're talking about celebrities here, but you know, I mean, there's plenty of other wealthy people, but <clears throat> anyway, yes. Jennifer Aniston hosted a star-studded holiday party for the old guard of Hollywood. I would have loved to be invited to that. So, you know, thanks for nothing. No, I'm kidding. I mean, obviously I would not be invited to that, but well, <sighs> that's the last story that we're going to talk about friends and 
and page six. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Annie, are you so upset that we won't tell you that you won't have to hear about page six articles for the rest of your life? See, here's the thing. Even though the podcast is ending, we are still friends. No, I know. And I know that that's not going to be the last page six article you send me. That's, oh, you're absolutely right. You know, and we, and everybody, we are toying with the idea of, of keeping the Instagram alive. Did you see that I kind of rebranded? I don't know I if you saw that. I, I rebranded us to the nobody. So maybe we'll do some, you know, sporadically, maybe we'll do some um, hump day headlines or, I mean, I think, I still think that could be fun. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens, but uh, all right. So <clears throat> since we are not going to be around um, after this, after today, <laughs> Um, I wanted us to maybe do some predictions of what we think is going to happen in the coming year. So I'm talking about um, Super Bowl predict, like who's going to win the Super Bowl, who's going to win the record of the year uh, at the Grammys, and who's going to win the best picture at the Oscars. Let's start with the Super Bowl. The 2023 Super Bowl odds, according to, let's just say DraftKings, are the top teams are the Bills, the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Cowboys. How do you feel about those? I feel good about those. I think Philly will for sure be in it. I agree. I think Philadelphia is definitely going to be in it. Um, I just, you can never bet that you can never like count out the Chiefs for some reason. Like I, as much as I, it pains me to say that it's. I know. Trust me. I think, would it work out? What does it make Philly and Cowboys are in the same conference. Yes, yes, they are. Yes, they are. The Bills and the Chiefs are in the same as well. Okay, I think it'll end up being a Bills-Philly Super Bowl. Okay. And I think God, the Bills, I mean, they're coming out of they're coming out of the woodwork. Josh Allen is really talented. He is. He's really like, good. On Diggs. He has like he has a good situation around him so yeah, i agree philly's philly really came out of the woodwork they were trash last couple no years. i know but they were the they were undefeated they were the only undefeated team for so many weeks oh so what do you who do you think is going to win between the two of them so if you have to pick those two then who do you think is going to win philly okay i i agree with you i think the i think it's going to win and i wouldn't ever bet against you on this uh, <laughs> okay all right let's move on to the grammys record of the year so okay. the nominees are ABBA, ABBA, Don't Shut Me Down, Adele, Easy on Me. ABBA, uh, is this 1986? Yeah, I know. They're like, the, they're, they're, they're in it. Beyonce, Break My Soul, uh, Brandy Carlisle featuring Lucius, You and Me on the Rock, Doja Cat, Woman, Harry Styles, As It Was, Kendrick Lamar, The Heart Part 5, Lizzo, About Damn Time, Mary J. Blige, Good Morning Gorgeous, Steve Lacey, Bad Habit. So what do you like and who do you think is going to take it? I think that Harry, I think Harry Styles is going to run away with the Grammys. Really? Yeah. I've, I've actually, I actually saw um, several um, entertainment websites say that As It Was, the song, is like the best song to come out of 2022. Yeah. I think he's just going to completely run away with it. It's kind of 2022 is kind of the year of Harry Styles. Yeah. So, for better or worse. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like he was in really positive news as well as really negative news. So I think, yeah, I think it'll be him. 
Yeah, I like, I, again, I don't think you can count out Adele either, but she could win best album, which like one could win the other, you know, I mean, they don't typically, it yeah. feels like they, it feels like they, they do that. Um, but you never know. Um, I, I think that, and Beyonce, I mean, don't ever count her out. Lizzo would be amazing for her to win. I mean, I think that would be huge. Um, a lot those are the, I mean, again, it's really hard. There's the music is just good. It's just, I'm, it's just, you know, Kendrick Lamar. I mean, like, seriously, like there, it's just good music. Stuff is just good. Historically, the Grammys have been very unfavorable to. Yes. Black artists. Yeah. So well, I do think that that. Well, maybe they'll go the Golden Globes route and try and do something that's a little bit better because that's at least yeah. what they're doing. They have a lot of st they still have a lot of problems, I think. Yeah. Well, they all do. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But. Okay, so you think Harry Styles? I'm gonna say. <sighs> Damn. Harry Styles is necessarily the best option, but I think right. That's I'm gonna say Lizzo. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Lizzo. I like your optimism. But I think you're right. All right. So finally, let's move on to the Oscars Best Picture. Now, the, these are just the front runners because the uh, the announcements or the nominations have not been announced. Right. So um, the front runners, according to the Hollywood Reporter, are Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Fablemans, um, Avatar, The Way of Water, Top Gun Maverick, The Banshees of Inishernrin. Uh, Elvis, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, Babylon, Tar, uh, and Woman, Women Talking. I've literally never even heard of like any. <laughs> okay, let me break these down. Everything Everywhere All at Once is a, it's with Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Um, it's a, it's like a multiverse movie, but it's not like a Marvel, like there's no green screens or anything. It's been, it's being praised for its like on ingenuity in that realm of like it being like, quote unquote, real, more real than like, you know, other multiverse movies. Okay. The, Fable, the Fablemans is Steven Spielberg's basically his life story. Uh, he directed it. He'll probably win best director. I have not heard great things about the Fablemans. I just hear it's really long and kind of boring. It's a coming of age story, which like we've seen a lot of. When? What? That's what's going to win. Yeah, I mean, it, it like honestly, because Steven Spielberg is so prolific, it probably should just well, to honor him. Not, but remember, we've talked about this. The Oscars is not the People's Choice Award, right? They always award it to like the lamest movie. But I will say, I think every everything, everywhere, all at once is a better choice for that because it again, I I believe the Oscars is about you know, innovation in filmmaking, not necessarily, like, even if it's, uh, you know, forget, because we know it's not a popularity contest, obviously. Right. I think it's an, I think it should be innovation in film. And I do think that that is, that proved and showed that on a budget that you could make a very good, qual high quality multiverse action film without having every blue, green, purple, pink screen you could possibly need or CGI, time time what is it called um like the what's what's um what's avatar it's uh uh i was gonna say like time release it's not time release it's 
I don't know. I can't, I'll think of it. But I, I'm glad that Top Gun Maverick is in this because that is a movie that was insanely popular and made a <laughs> boatload of money. But they have to put it in there as a nominee because it made so much money. Right. That's and Elvis, too. I mean, Elvis was a pretty mainstream movie that, you know, would have. That would be garbage. <laughs> that, that movie could win because it was trash. Uh, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. That would be good. I hope that that gets nominated at least because, again, that that's a that's a more uh, mainstream, mainstream movie. Uh, what was your favorite movie that won? Or no, it didn't win. It didn't win. Uh, the Western that you hated forever. Oh my God. I, I gave that movie 12. The Power of the Dog. The Power of the Dog. Like the worst movie to ever be. Oh, I'm so glad Coda won. Oh my God, me too. That was a great movie. Okay, so what do you think is going to win? Sorry to end it real quick. I think that Spielberg coming okay, in. Okay, The Fablemans. I'm going to say Everything Everywhere All at Once. I'm, again, being optimistic. All right, Annie, that's it. That's it. Thank you to everyone who has listened. Um, us nobodies are so grateful to all of you for sticking by us, and we will miss you dearly, but we're not that far away. Um, and to Annie, you have been the greatest podcast partner ever. I'm so, so happy we got to do this together. And I know that, I mean, obviously, I'm going to text you in five minutes, but we are going to be nobodies forever. We are, and I am settling into that just fine. And thank you. Well, thank you to the listeners for sure for like yeah. dealing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for real. And thank you for dealing with me because it's not a joke when I say I just show up and you dealt with I, that. One. It's the best. It's the best. They, I could, I could, the, whatever I do is like a fraction to you just showing up. So just remember that. All right. Well, Annie, well, we're going to see each other tomorrow. So we're going to, we'll have a little wrap. We'll have a wrap drink. We'll have a, we'll have a, We'll have a wrap yeah. dinner and drink, and we'll celebrate um, 150 episodes. And our rise to nothingness. <laughs> our rise to nothingness. You guys, you'll just have to stay tuned and see if we ever become somebodies. Wouldn't it be funny if we stop doing this podcast and all of a sudden it goes viral? <laughs> or like one of us becomes famous or something <laughs> really stupid or like. Oh my God, wait, it was just the, the podcast was the thing that was holding us back from being somebody's. Annie, Annie, tell everybody bye. Uh, you don't tell me what to do. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by Annie Wilkinson, Bryce McClay, and the Believe Network. Once again, we want to wholeheartedly thank you, the listeners, our small and fingerling potatoes, for sticking with us for the last three years. We also want to thank Believe for their incredible support of our show. Please keep up and in touch with us at underscore Annie Wilk, at Bryce McClay, and at the rebranded at underscore the nobodies. Because the podcast may be done, but we're not somebody's yet. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.